lost to a Big 12 champion. You lost to a conference champion, and there is no shame in doing that, especially playing the way you, you played. Tennessee just ran out of they ran out of gas. They took the foot off the, the pedal, and unfortunately it cost them an end. But Tennessee showed in that game that there's talent there. Everybody knows that, you know, that team that Coach Jones has going on down there in Knoxville is only about a year away, a max a year away from being really, really good. And that game just showed it right there, Drew. Yeah, obviously next year is definitely going to be their big year. That big recruiting class they had a couple of years are going to be all older, upperclassmen, juniors, and seniors. So it's going to be the year for Tennessee. But I, I disagree with you on what you said before, that you think that most Tennessee fans would accept that they took Oklahoma to overtime. Because talking to a lot of T- Tennessee fans, they they kind of have this mindset that next year's team is supposed to be this year's team. And that's that's crazy to me. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. And I understand you're a fan. Fans are uh, excited and intense and think the the best and the most of their team. And you should. You really should. And if you have no expectations of your team, then I don't know uh, who will. Honestly, you have to expect the best from your team. But let's not be uh, delusional here. Let's not. Tennessee is. Still young. Butch Jones has brought in a ton of talent down there. That is an Oklahoma team that is ready to compete right now for a Big 12 championship. And, you know, you lost. You lost to a very good team. You did. So everybody in Tennessee, relax. Uh, You got Florida next week. Handle your business this week. And try and do something that you haven't done in a really, really long time. And that's upset Florida in the swamp or beat Florida in the swamp. I don't know if it would be an upset. It wouldn't be an upset. But is Oklahoma really that much in contention for the Big 12? I mean, it's basically uh, a TCU-Baylor uh, battle. Well, that that's where I think everybody kind of has. That's that's the issue with last season or with the, the way college football is set up in general. It's that hangover effect. Because you were good last year, you're probably good this year. It's that type of mentality and that type of thinking, and that's why everybody's high on Baylor and TCU. And don't get me wrong, both of those teams are really, really good. But, yeah, I think Oklahoma is the is is at least in consideration for a Big 12 championship. I think they have the talent still there, and they've done it before. And when you have a program with the history and the tradition that Oklahoma has – I think you can you can kind of bully your way through your conference in a way. And if your toughest teams are TCU and Baylor, Oklahoma, you know, I feel like they can they can bully their way through the Big 12. It's a, it's a helmet game. We talk all the time about helmet games. People look at the name on the helmet or the name on the jersey and they kind of tense up a little bit. And, you know, Oklahoma has that effect on people. They do. They're one of those great programs who traditionally run their conference, traditionally speaking. And again, last year, something like four or five, well, three of their four regular season losses, I do believe, were by a touchdown or less. And so, you know, that uh, that's, that's a possession away from being really, really good, honestly. And so if the ball bounces one way or bounces another way, you get a call here or there, you get a big play or two. You know, Oklahoma season last year is different. And now we're talking about Oklahoma running the Big 12 and being king of the Big 12 and not TCU and Baylor. So until TCU and Baylor do it consecutively in back-to-back seasons, I, I'm going to go with Oklahoma, man. I really am. Uh, Yo, we got Ben on? Yeah. Oh, Ben, my man. Uh, So we're going to end the hang up and listen abruptly right now. Nobody was calling in anyway. Everybody's probably pre-gaming for the big game. Ben joins us. Ben Garrett from OMSports.com. Ben, how's it going, man? Good, man. It's OM Spirit. I thought you knew this by now. What's what did I say? OM Sports. I'm sorry. OM Spirit, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I didn't think we would get to have you on. Yeah, well, I- I'm sorry. I- you know, when you have a kid, you get invited to a bunch of kid birthday parties. So before I get on the road and go to Tuscaloosa, I had to go to a uh, five-year-old's birthday party. So I was, living the- I was living the dream, bro. I love it. I love it. Was the cake good? I, you know, I'm trying to wash myself, so I, I didn't touch the cake. It was the hardest decision I've made all day. Oh, man. Yeah, no. No cake? Are you going to eat in the press box? Uh, no, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try to, you know, eat me something good before I go, make sure it's uh, good and healthy so, I, so you know, my fat butt won't be getting up in the press box eating all that bad food. So, 
All right. All right. Well, speaking of food, uh, I don't know if you saw this article. I forget where it was, but uh, they ranked the top tailgating spots in the nation. Okay. And right. Ole Miss came in at four, and I think Bama was something like 15. Uh, how does it feel to have a top four tailgating spot on campus? I, I don't really have a comment on it. <laughs> great. I don't know. Uh you know, Ole Miss is one of the best game day experiences in the country for national. I mean, for college football. If you've never been to the Grove, you should. It's a, it's a, you know, it's an experience unlike any any other. You know, it's uh it's pretty special. But you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I, you know, it's it's just uh the Grove's a cool place. So if you get to come check it out, you know, if you get a chance, come check it out. All right, all right. Uh, well, you know this, and I'm sure our listeners know this as well. We have a huge game with lots of not only conference implications, but national implications tonight when the University of Mississippi takes on the University of Alabama. Uh, will the late start hurt Mississippi at all? Um, no, I don't think the late start really matters. I mean, all it does is just push the routine back a little bit. Um, you know, we, we try to put so you know put qualifiers on everything. Well, they've got this game at night. Oh, oh they lost the opening kick this day. But look, man, at the end of the day, you just got to love and play football, and uh, whether it's late late at night or not. But what it does benefit Ole Miss is they get to sleep all night, all day. You know, <laughs> they get right. a, a day full of rest. They prefer to, of course, play it earlier. All they did was travel on Friday. Today they have a walkthrough this morning. Uh, then they'll have some film. Uh, you know, get as much rest as they possibly can. Maybe watch a little bit more film and go out there and play. I mean, if they, the 8.30 kickoff matters for everybody, man. It's not just Ole Miss. I mean, Alabama's got to do it too. Uh, yeah, they're at home, so that's a that's a benefit for sure, but um, as far as the kickoff is concerned, everybody's affected just the same. All right, all right. Now, I'm going to ask you a very serious question, a very important question. I hope you're ready for this. You're always so serious. I'm I sure am. Will be. I am. <laughs> Best line of the Chad Kelly rap is what? I personally like he might just take off like he Michael Vick. Well, you just took it from me. You just like, took <laughs> my favorite line. I mean, like, you, you, that rap is uh, – pretty hilarious to be quite honest with you but you know if you if you talk to chad man i mean he's he's a different acting dude i mean he's, he's different now than what he used to be i mean he obviously he's running around run away from a lot of his problems i mean clemson um you know there's no denying uh, you know he was in some bad ways but uh goes to east mississippi starts to clean up his acting i think he's landed at the perfect spot at old miss because he understands if he plays as well as he possibly can um he very well could because the talent's there be a one and done type of player especially if old miss goes and beats alabama uh without their star left tackle and Lemmy console and then turns around and has a really special season. Chad will be, you know, uh, in the conversation to be a drafted, you know, guy after one year in college. So, uh, yeah, the, the rap's hilarious, man. I, I, we all got a kick out of it when he signed. Um, but if you look at him now compared to then, he's night and day. Now, of course, can he stay on that course? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, for now, he's doing all the right things. He's saying all the right things, and he's playing really good football. Can he keep doing that against Alabama? That's going to be fun, something fun to watch. All right, Ben, we have Ben Garrett of OMSpirit.com on here talking Mississippi football. Which quarterback would you take, Ben, in this game? Chad Which, Kelly. You would take Chad Kelly? Yeah, I mean, look, man, I, I don't deny that Jake Coker and Cooper Bateman said, you know, together maybe you can form some semblance of a passing game. But uh, the only reason why Jake Coker's still on the field is because of the talent around him. I mean, I just don't believe in him as a quarterback. Um, I just don't think he's uh, all that talented. I mean, this is the second time where he's been up for a job. And, uh, he can't grab the job. I mean, he lost to Blake Sims last year, just, and rightfully so. And this year, he can't really separate, separate himself from Cooper Bateman and, and, a, and a group of Alabama quarterbacks that really don't set the world on fire. Chad is the hottest quarter, one of the hottest quarterbacks in the country. If you look at the numbers, he's completed 29 of, uh, 40 pass attempts, 557 yards, six touchdowns to one interception. That one interception wasn't even his fault. It hit Laquan Treadwell right in the chest and Laquan just dropped it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I'm going into this game, you know, I'm taking Chad all day. Now, will it stay that way? Who knows? You know, college football season is a long, a long time, and you got many weeks to go and continue to be good. But, you know, I don't think Chad could have played any better than he did for the first two weeks. And I think on his side, too, is the kid understands this is his last chance. He understands also that um, there are a lot of eyeballs on him because, you know, not only is, is he, uh, you know, is he considered a troubled kid or whatever, but also because of his name. I mean, this is Jim Kelly's nephew. Um, he's got a pedigree, he's got talent, just can you keep your head on straight? So what he's doing is he's throwing himself in the film room. I mean, this kid studies film all the time against Fresno State. Uh, you know, game day of breakfast, they're all eating breakfast, team that is, and he's sitting there watching film on an iPad, he diagrams a play with Laquan Treadwell. If they do this, we're going to do this, and this is at breakfast on game day. And then Laquan told me that later that night, they uh, first drive, 
they show what he was showing them on film, and they and he checks off to it, audibles to Laquan, Laquan runs the play, and they get 18 yards at first down. So this this kid's a football junkie, and he's throwing him all of his attention and, and all of his uh, focus into football and nothing else, and uh, it's paying off for him. So if I'm going in with one quarterback for tonight, I'm absolutely going with Chad Kelly. I think the only benefit in this game for Alabama, really, because they're two evenly matched teams, is they're at home. And Ole Miss is one benefit because, they, again, are two evenly matched teams is uh, they've got the better quarterback. So we'll see how it plays out. All right, Ben. Last question real quick. Tell me who you got winning this game, man. Well, if it was played in Oxford, I would pick Ole Miss. But because I've covered Ole Miss for seven years, I've been around Ole Miss football my entire life, I, I'll i believe Ole Miss wins in Tuscaloosa at night when I see it because Ole Miss has not ever won in Tuscaloosa at night. They've only won in Tuscaloosa a handful of times to begin with in history. But at nighttime, they've never won. So – uh, again, Ole Miss doesn't go to Alabama and win. Having said that, if you took the Ole Miss script off their helmet, if you put Auburn, LSU, I don't care, just pick a, a you know a national power, um, I would pick Ole Miss to win the game um, because I think Ole Miss is the better team. And again, if it was played in Oxford, I'd have no hesitation. But just because of history, I'll lean toward Alabama because again, I'll believe it when I see it if Ole Miss wins in Tuscaloosa. But in terms of just on paper, Ole Miss is a better football team. So. Uh, it, to me, it won't be a shock at all if Ole Miss goes in there and wins the game. And, and honestly, if, if they control it for you know, for a good portion of it. But again, um, that would be bucking history significantly, so I'll wait and see. All right. Thanks for joining us, Ben. we got to let you go, man. Have a good yeah, one. Buddy. Stay away from that cake. <laughs> I'll try, bro. <laughs> all right. Talk to you later. That was Ben Garrett, Ole Miss beat reporter for OMSpirit.com, an affiliate of Scout.com, and talent manager for vSport O. Uh Coming up next, we have Cerrito and Dustin Starr joining the show. Uh, you're listening to Real Sports Talk Sports 56. We are Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Take us anywhere you go. Download the Sports 56 app for your smartphone or tablet. Only from Real Sports Talk Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of many Memphis area residents who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weekday nights looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like, featuring unique weekly things including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito, quote, a trivia master. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warning, side effects may include winning prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play trivia with Kevin Cerrito in Overton Square at Swine House every Monday night from 8 to 10 on Broad Avenue at the Rec Room every Tuesday night from 8 to 10, downtown at Tampa Tap, every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, and on South Main at the Green Beetle every Thursday night from 8 to 10. This portion of Cerrito Live is being brought to you in part by TCBY, the country's best yogurt, and by Ease 24-Hour Cafe. Now, with four Memphis-area locations, it's easier than ever before to say, let's go eat at ease. Hi, I'm John Stacy from the Blue and Gray Show, brought to you by Tiger Paws Carpet and Upholstery Cleaning. Please join us every Sunday evening at 5 right here on Sports 56. We'll talk with Tigers about football. We'll talk tailgating. We'll talk about the games. We'll talk about anything Tigers you want to talk about. But that's all we'll talk about. Joining me in the studio will be former Tiger players to give you the games from their perspective. That's the Blue and Gray Show, brought to you by Tiger Paws Carpet and Upholstery Cleaning. It's real Tigers talk right here on your station for real sports talk. Sports 56, WHBQ. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back to Cerrito Live on this Cooper Young Fest Saturday. want to uh, give a special thanks to CJ for filling in the first 90-plus minutes of this radio program today. Thanks, CJ, and uh, thanks for filling in last week as well. 
and more importantly, thanks for filling in for me at Trivia on Monday. So I got to go to Monday Night Raw, and we're about to talk about that here momentarily with Dustin Five Star, who joins me now. What's up, Five Star? What's it going on? What's up? So Good Monday to be back. It seems like I'm here every week now. <laughs> Lots of wrestling going on. I like talking wrestling Memphis style with you. Uh, people enjoy it. We got to talk about it because, hey, no, it's not every week that Monday Night Raw comes. It's not every year that Monday Night Raw comes to Memphis. And that's a different thing than what it used to be. I don't remember ever thinking of, oh, man, Monday Night Raw is here. I wonder what's going to happen because we've had so many great things that happened over the years, and this Monday was no different. I mean, just, just the surprises and the things that they bring us to Memphis. I don't know. Maybe they're saying, great job, Memphis. You really are the wrestling capital of the world because we get so much good stuff right the momentum continues we're, we're gonna talk about this past monday's monday night raw and how it might tie into night of champions we'll touch on that in a minute and tell you about other upcoming memphis wrestling events happening around the mid-south which um still yet to set the date for the next big uh wrestling trivia their trivia fall brawl but it will be happening in November. It doesn't matter when you set it. I will be there to defend my championship, especially if it's around Survivor Series. That's one of my favorite events, one of the big four. It's one of the big four pay-per-views. We're going to start doing wrestling Next time, I'm not going to miss a single question, yeah, we'll see even about if that. it is Big Boss Man being a, a, what, a correctional officer instead of a cop. Yeah, he, he's, Half a, a, he's point. a warden. He works <laughs> at a prison. They're not cops. The guys, people who work at prisons, they, they're, they're hardworking people, and uh, they, they do it's a tough job that I would not we want still to won. have. We still won. However... They can't leave the prison and arrest somebody, so they're not a cop. They can't. They can't do that. Big boss man is not a cop. I gave you. I gave. I gave half a point for that, which was nice. I think. But he did arrest the Mountie. (laughs) He arrested the Mountie and nails. He arrested nails. Possibly more. You still won, and you got to complain. A sore winner. You are a true. (laughs) You're a true heel. You're a true heel. (laughs) I'm striving for perfection. That's what it is. All right, uh, so so Dustin Five Stars here in studio. Of course, he's an active pro wrestler, and uh, you can follow him at Dustin Star on Twitter. And there's a ton of stuff, WWE aside. I know we're going to talk about Raw, but there's a ton of stuff coming up, and, and some of it's even free uh, as far as wrestling. I know that uh, September 26th, that's next week, we're going to be in downtown Jonesboro for the downtown barbecue fest and the king will be there so me and uh, and my partner uh and of course maria will be by my side we're going to wrestle jerry lawler and Derek king and that's kind of a warm-up because on october 3rd we have best memphis burger fest i'll be there emceeing me and maria will be emceeing the um the eating contest on a saturday this year yes which should be awesome at tiger lane cj talked to seth earlier in the, in the show it's about the king that. of crunch yeah, the King of Crunch. The King of Crunch. <laughs> was talking to Seth about. We'll be selling the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame t-shirts there yeah, at Best be Memphis great. Burger Fest. So we'll judge burgers, judge burgers, and then we'll emcee the eating contest. So hopefully, I'll be raising CJ's arm in victory if he wins that slider eating contest. And then the very next day, um, in the parking lot of Mid-South Coliseum, is going to be Roundhouse Revival 2, Coliseum Coalition putting it on. It's a free event for anyone in Memphis if you like music roller derby, beer, awesome t-shirts and swag. And if you love the Mid-South Coliseum and pro wrestling, you have to be there because it's absolutely free. And headlining the show is me and Maria, the power couple, as Kevin coins us, right? You kind of, against Derek King. So we're going to bring that rivalry and we're going to end things once and for all there in the parking lot of Mid-South Coliseum. But then for those that aren't near Memphis and that you're out in Mississippi and you can't make it, Later that night, on October 3rd, after Burger Fest, we're going to be in Corinth, Mississippi, with Wildfire Tommy Rich, Memphis wrestling legend, and Tracy Smothers, who was with WWE, USWA, ECW. He's been all over the world, so they're doing a big TV taping out there at the National Guard Armory in Corinth, Mississippi. So there's so much wrestling going on. And then to have Raw here before that happened, leading into Night of Champions, it just shows you that Memphis is still the wrestling capital of the world. There's right. so much going on. Oodles of wrestling happening. And so October 3rd, of course, is Best Memphis Burger Fest. You'll be emceeing out there. Can't I'll be wait. out there judging and Roundhouse Revival 2, your main eventing, uh, this, uh, part two of the Roundhouse event. Both of those events happening in the shadows of the Mid-South Coliseum, Absolutely. which, which we are a part of trying to save. 
uh, and also uh, kind of ties into us trying to get the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame here. That's one of the many right. venues in Memphis that would be great for the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And so we will have our T-shirts for sale both October 3rd and the 4th in the shadows of the Mid-South Coliseum. $15. If, bring cash. Absolutely. If you haven't got your Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame T-shirt yet, uh, you'll be able to pick them up both that Saturday and Sunday, the first weekend in October. Okay, my, so my last, favorite month is October. Last Monday, Raw was in Memphis. Uh, I was there. And oh man, I'm killing myself, kicking myself because I I was not there. I had football practice, so I had to be out of football, football practice. But yeah, I was there. <laughs> um, actually, I get in on some of the practices and get to hit the little kids. Oh it's wow, so, it's so funny. <laughs> and I'm talking trash to him. Like, come on, man, hit me. Hit me, and then I knock him down. Right, anyway, Brady's playing you, football. So next, missed. Adrian Peterson here with us in yeah, studio. So I was living <laughs> vicariously through you. Uh, you sent me a couple of texts through the night, and I was watching your tweets and, of course, watching Raw. But, man, I missed a heck of a show. I, I was really disappointed a couple of years ago when I missed Hogan and Cena in the ring at the same time for the first time ever. That's that good, happened yeah. in Memphis. And then this time. I was on a Monday Night Raw in Memphis. Yes. And then this time we got the first Raw match, the Raw debut of Sting. And I missed it. But you got to see it on television. I that's did, the but thing. that's different than being get, there. You get to fast forward through the commercials. If you're there, you can't fast forward through true. the commercials. This is true. This is true. But yeah, so uh, how was the crowd with Sting out there, man? Well, it was a. Well, uh, let's get into it. Here's what. We, so last week we previewed Raw in Memphis with the five point preview from WWE.com. Right. So I thought I'd just go ahead and give you my my five point uh, takeaways from Raw. This past week sounds good to me in Memphis since I was there live. And the first thing, of course, is the historical moment of Sting. Yeah, Sting making history his first match ever on Monday Night Raw, first and second and match. And second match, right? Like right. exactly because like, and I, I don't know if they hyped that. Thing. I haven't been able to go back and watch on TV, but uh, it's 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 completely uh, disservice and a shame if the commentators did not joke because i think the king would you know this is his second match there was nobody joking in the second match in the commentary no i don't i don't remember i don't remember that but i remember obvious moment because he had his first match and then immediately having his second match watching at home i'm thinking oh no he's wrestling big show night we (laughs) i looked it up so while i was there you have so much downtime with these commercial breaks and so i obviously looked up try when was the last time it was staying a big show Right. In WCW. And it's like 1998, the Great American oh, wow. Bash. So this was like a rematch 17 years uh, in the making. Oh, man. This time for free. You had to pay for it 17 years ago. But if you would have waited, if you said, I ain't, buy, I ain't buying the Great American Bash 1998, and you would have waited 17 years, you would have got it for free on Monday Night Raw in Memphis, Tennessee. The only way you could get me to sit through a Big Show match in its entirety is if he's wrestling Sting. Nothing against Big Show. I'm just not a fan of the the slow pace and all that stuff. But his matches little, are usually short. A little fact here is Big Show actually debuted for WWE at the Pyramid. Right. Same Valentine's Day yeah. Massacre. I was at in that pay per view as well as I saw Big Show's big debut. That was that was an awesome event. Like I haven't been to uh, Raw in Memphis since like the 90s. Really? I have been to Smack the SmackDown show. They came here. Uh, and of course, I recently went to WrestleMania. Last year was a WrestleMania 30 I didn't get to, for yeah. Daniel Bryan's big victory and the Undertaker loss. So I got to see that historical. And that moment. means even more now that that Daniel Bryan might not be able to return. You know, so that you were there for his big epic moment. Yeah, but there might have been. I might have been to an early 2000 Raw, but I don't. I don't really remember it. It's been a while, and definitely not since they've switched to the three-hour format. Right. But the uh, anyway, show. first point of my point was Sting making history. Two matches on Raw. Why didn't he, they let Sting win? Like, what's he needs a W for me to believe he's going to win the title. Like, you're going to be like he needs a singles victory in the WWE. And I thought, yeah. okay, they realized that at the last minute. They're just going to have him beat Big Show because that's something that you know, not a big deal. Big Show's worked with them before, obviously. Right. And we even had Little Nate as the referee. Yeah, right. In right. that match, and. So I thought it was just set up, okay, he's going to get his one win going into the pay-per-view. But he didn't, and as a fan of Seth Rollins, I was happy that didn't happen. So we got to see Seth Rollins get yeah. in the ring. And one of my favorite moments of the night when he was going to, like, run in and attack Sting, but then Sting, like, yeah. throws his fist at him. He's out of the He'll ring like, within half fast. a second. Right, right. Well, well either, awesome. either way, it doesn't really matter. They're just trying to build some momentum for Sting. The wins, losses, you know, what obviously doesn't matter because he lost at WrestleMania and he still gets a WWE title shot. How he's number one contender, I have no idea. Um, but he I mean, stole stinked. the statue just... and broke it. Did you see them actually create the statue? They have a thing on WWE.com oh, no, that, cool. that shows where they had to put all this, all the stuff on, and they actually 
created the statue basically from a mold from Seth Rollins himself. Oh, they, I gotta it check was this really out. Did you tweet this video? No, it's just tweet behind it the scenes. It has a ton of um, a ton of pictures tweet it and things when like that. We get that. off the air here in a second. Tweet but one thing that we're guaranteed for Night of Champions is we're gonna have two really good matches because Seth Rollins is the best. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into uh, Night Night Champions in a second. So Sting was the first thing I took. I thought it was awesome because you're there for a historic moment, another historic moment right. in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, and of course, Sting started here too. Right, and so you just think of. All the all the history uh, that's happened in the city, and you get to ha- add another one. Like this day and age, where you don't have weekly wrestling on Monday nights at the Coliseum, you had a, a wrestling show at the FedEx Forum, and Sting uh, made his WWE debut. That's another reason. Like bring that Hall of Fame here. There's not another city right. that can that can just list all of these historical wrestling moments. The Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame needs to be in Memphis, and stuff still happens today. Right. Uh, my number two uh, takeaway from Monday Night Raw is the New Day, right? So they start okay. the show with New Day. You know I was yeah, looking yeah. forward to the New Day. You know the New Day's getting over, and the people are really loving them when Triple H and Stephanie McMahon <laughs> are dancing with them in the ring. They always have to get that little rub when somebody's getting over. But right. uh, I read a really cool column on CommercialPill.com. I saw it tweeted out. Chris Harrington had... Uh, just basically written a column about the events at FedEx Forum, and he literally said Xavier Woods is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, he's the super fan. I was so there, funny. I was there sitting next to Chris Arrington uh, at, at the Forum, and yeah, there's just not just, but all together that group is great. Where did the Trump bone even come from? Ooh, <laughs> and I hope it, I hope it stays. And you see Titus just snatch it away from him. Just, oh yeah, that was <laughs> you don't do that unless you want to get booed. Right. People right. were not happy when that yeah, happened. Don't mess with the trombone. But it was so perfect. I don't know if it made TV. It's because uh, again, you never you never know when you're in commercial when you're at these live right, events. Right, now right. that the matches go. But when he was doing like the Pink Panther song, I don't know if this made it or not. So he actually plays he knows how to play the trombone or he plays yeah, he plays it there. On TV he was he was doing the da 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 and then people would charge. There was this one moment like Big E is like creeping up on somebody from primetime players, right? Outside the ring. And so uh Xavier's like playing the you know, that little mystery type of music, oh, uh, yeah, the yeah, Pink yeah, Panther yeah, theme yeah. song. He's funny. And while he's like, dun, 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 dun. actually, when when Xavier Woods, when it was he, very, it was hilarious. When was, he first got to developmental, me and him became friends, and um, so sometimes when they're in town, we we communicate and try to meet up or whatever. But when I saw that article from Chris Harrington and saw the quote, I had to send it to him, so I tweeted it over, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever. I mean, he's not even wrestling right now. He's basically a manager, he's right. a third wheel kind of thing. But and apparently, he is what holds them together and makes them more charismatic and funny. Oh, he's good. But Big E, a credit to Big E as Love well. Big e. I mean, he's doing like snow angels in the the ring right. uh, while he's waiting uh, for the t- for the during the the, the TV timeout. Right, and, and, and a little fact about Big E is he is literally like legit the strongest man in the state of Florida. When he was in developmental, he would take off and he would go do these contests just to have more legitimacy to himself. And literally, you say say Mark Henry's the world's strongest man. Right. Okay, that might be cool, but. Big E could probably, I'm, I would put my money on Big E to beat Mark Henry at this point as far as lifting. I'd like to see that. I'm sure they've had a match already, though, probably, right? They need to have a lifting competition. A lifting competition. <laughs> yeah, but all three of those guys, and you know Kofi's golden. Okay, they're so over, and like the their celebration after the match on the table, uh, but uh, it really got me thinking, like, fill in the blank here for me, Dustin. The, the most over, the New Day's the most over tag team in WWE since blank. Is it the Dudley boys? Well, you have Dudley's, Edge and Christian, and Hardy's. They were all there at the same Dudley's time. Dudley's were most over of those three, though, right? But, man, how because much merchandise had... did Hardy sell? No, I think the Hardy's were over. Edge and Christian, definitely yeah. over, but they were kind of heel. Like, just the Dudley boys' tables and catchphrases. Looking back now, those are three of the greatest tag teams that you had in WWE history, and they all work together. Now they're back. So what I'm waiting on is when you have the New Day, there's three of those guys. There's two Dudleys. I'm waiting on Spike Dudley to come back. Somebody's got to come back and even it out three on three, right? And you know that they have Spike Dudley somewhere waiting in the wings. He's still alive. I think he's a school teacher. Is he really? Could you imagine him putting in his uh, his notice or you know having to request off so much time so he can go and win the tag team titles? I Maybe mean, he just has to work at <laughs> night. He could still teach in the day, right? Right, right. That's a new day. Yeah, I just tied that yeah. all together. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. So, so new day, new day was awesome. They started the show, which might have been like. It kind of disappointing because we're all looking forward to New Day. So, like, yeah. starting the show, great idea because the crowd is hot for him. 
But right. then as the show goes on, you got your three hour raw. Uh, I'm getting more and more impressed with Titus O'Neil too. Um, I, your other buddy, your other yeah, buddy. Yeah. So like, we we were going to get together for lunch, but he actually had a full media tour. I mean, from the time he woke up in the morning after training, he he trains really early in the morning. So a lot of times I'll go get in a workout with him. But he had media. He was on all sorts of radio programs and TV shows. I know he was on Channel Three or Channel Five, and um, and you just hear him talk about the business. He looks at it totally different because he wasn't like us or like me, where I grew up at five years old, just loving wrestling. That's what I had to do because of Lawler and Dundee. He loves the impact that it has on the kids and on the fans, you know. And if he's able to make an impact in a positive way on the fans through wrestling. He's all for it, but he still says that at the end of the day, he's going to be a coach. You know, he's a Florida Hall of Famer. Tell me, so did you meet him in developmental as well? Yes, me and him travel together a lot to some of the shows. Football players that get into the wrestling business have this stigma that they can't wrestle. You know, mm-hmm. they're WWE just pays them because they're big guys and all that, but. Titus was able to prove to everybody that he's not one of those stereotypical Yeah, he's good. He's got charisma. Guys. He's good in the ring. He was brand spanking new when he was on NXT. And so you saw a guy that was green and didn't know exactly what he was doing. But now when he's in the ring and he gets that hot tag, he kicks everybody's butt. And the people go crazy. So not just because I like him and he's a friend of mine, but I really do think that him and Big E as well are two guys that they're looking at in the future to be world champions. I mean, we need a, we need a first-ever black uh, WWE champion. and you got guys, two of them right there, man. Those are good candidates uh, for that. Uh, Big E especially, he's coming yeah. around. Titus, I, again, I tell you, I know, I know your buddies with Titus, but he's probably he's getting up there in age. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, doesn't mean he can't have a short look run at, at it. Doesn't mean he can't have a short Batista, run. he's good friends with Batista. I don't want to look at Batista unless it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so, man, Batista, like Batista, he was a world champion. He came in. He was a little bit older than than a lot of the other guys. But, you know, and, and age now is maturity. So you don't have to worry about those guys doing something stupid. And, That's true. You know, getting suspended or wellness policies hope, and all I that stuff. See the, I want to see that tag team. The idea that you can kick off Monday Night Raw and, uh, with, with two African-American tag teams going at it for the tag yeah. team titles. I mean, they and have come over. a long way. Yeah. yeah. Come a long, yeah. long way in uh, WWE. Uh, so number three. And by the way, not yeah. to take anything away from Darren Young. I like Darren Young, too. He can he can go. And if you look at him, compare him to John Cena, he, they look they look like brothers. If you put them side by side, oh, yeah. look at their pictures. He's like the black version of John Cena. I did not. Know, That's did a not great know. compliment too. I did not. I'll have to do that. I'll have to use Pick Stitch or whatever the <laughs> that app is for Instagram. All right. So number uh, number three on my five point takeaways from Raw. So it was John Cena. So John Cena. Yep. We know this. We are a trivia doing the trivia slam. Yep. Play John Cena's music. Half the crowd chants. Uh, they went uh, crazy. Let's go Cena. The other half. This yep. is just in a restaurant. This happens. John you Cena. Right. And, of course, you're going to have that reaction in Memphis. But we had the match with Cena versus Sheamus. And I'm sitting there like, how can you boo Cena when he's going against Sheamus? I can't stand right. Sheamus. Now, did, did the crowd boo Cena? Not that much. I mean, I think the they crowd was kind of. They Sheamus. Because, like, there, there, there was a lot of you look stupid chants right. happening. And that's, of course, directed at Sheamus, we think. Right, right, Maybe right. it's directed at John Cena in his jorts and when Sheamus is going hey, against John Cena. It's possible. Hey, again, though, John Cena, John Cena delivers every time. Doesn't matter who he's in the ring with. He has the best match, and he has the best reaction. So the the main thing is whether they're cheering or booing. He's getting doesn't reaction. matter. He's getting the reaction. He, and the way he takes it in, uh, it's, it's fun to see that live. Just the way that uh, John Cena, because when people he knows people are booing him, and the right. way he looks at it, and he still does his thing. And he's still the good guy. He's still the good guy, and does it. I think he's a, a very fascinating uh, character, and right. I can't I can't hate him because you got to respect the guy so much right. and what happened post show, which I'm glad went viral. Yeah. Now, so you you were there for that. Now, what I I was I was kind of um, getting the scoop of what people were doing before the show and everything. Like when I went to the gym that afternoon or that night, the uh, I heard uh, that a lot of the the Wyatt family was there, and they were really impressed about uh, what's his name Braun Strowman. About how big he was and just they how were there massive. Together? <laughs> they were all there at the gym together. I forget oh, who man. else they Holy said. But you, had, you had guys at the gym there. Seth Rollins, he did some CrossFit downtown. Like, we here. Right, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but they were so impressed with the size of those guys, and they were all asking, oh, my gosh, how tall What's is that guy? What's the name guy? of the gym? How big is did he? You say the name? At Q4, Q4 oh, Fitness. Q4, we here. Shout out to Mike out there. They don't there. do that anymore, that, that, that pop. We're here? Yeah, that whole thing. Then he used to talk. Say the city's name and say we're oh, here. Yeah, come yeah. out. It's too, too. They get too much cheers. I guess I don't know. 
But anyway, you so you saw that, and one of the things that I heard was that Cena, of course, was down at the Children's Hospital, and uh, I am so glad that that went viral and that people were able to see that because after the show, he was able to bring. How old was the kid? Seven. Just beat cancer. I have a seven-year-old. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. But then to not only uh, acknowledge the kid and his family at ringside, but then to get on the mic and do that in front of a sold-out FedEx forum. You know, over 18,000 people there. It went viral. That just looks really good for Memphis. It looks good, again, for John Cena, who's given more of a you can't, but, make-a-wish. Right. You know, granted, more make-a-wish than, than anybody in history. And he's getting credit for it. And he gets, you, can't, like, you, can't, you can't hate the guy. you got to respect the guy. You can boo the guy. Yeah, you can not you like res- his gimmick for, right. or his shorts or whatever. But if you haven't watched that video, check it out. We post it on the awesome. Street Alive Facebook page. It's on my Twitter. You'll be able to find it if you Google it. But every like big time national media outlets picked it up, and, and we're tweeting Connor's about it. Connor's Cure. Did you see all the stuff that was on the ramp? Connor's Cure. Right. Yeah. Connor the Crusher who passed the away Yellow from Rose cancer. Debut, the first yeah. time I think the very first show. Right. The, yep. Not only was it the season premiere. Season premiere. Now who knows why? I like Chris Harrington said. We don't know what justifies a season premiere, but it was in Memphis, so that's cool, you know? And it was a good show. They put together a good, awesome. the good card for the season premiere. So if you know if it's the season premiere of Raw, whatever that means, I guess it means it's the like the like one of the first shows in September uh, every year is going to be the season premiere. They, need, they yeah. need to do a season finale. You know what I like? You know what I want? Old school Raw in Memphis. Old school Raw would be awesome. That would be awesome. They haven't done that in a while. A long time. That was a fun, a fun thing they did. So you've got... Uh, John Cena, and he does that viral video at the end, and everybody's watching, and the crowd reaction, a big part of it too, Memphis uh, showing up with the This Is Awesome chant yeah. for that. It's yeah. something that, that kind of gives you chills a little bit, because you hear that This Is Awesome all the time, right. but when it's for a moment like that, and you get not even in the ring, really. Just beat, yeah. It's not like guys beating each other up or a big bump that somebody took. I mean, it's literally a seven-year-old kid that, that beat cancer, and John Cena's just putting it out there for everybody to see, and just looks really good on Memphis. So, right. so when the Wyatt family came into your gym, were people holding up their cell phones? No, I was not the there. They turned the lights there. off and hold up the cell phones. But phone. I tell you, the whole, all the staff was there, and they, they were talking about it to me. They loved it. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. All right, we got to keep rolling through this. So this my fourth point of my, my raw recap was uh, Rusev and Dolph Ziggler. All right? Okay, so okay. Here's what happened. So I'm I, still I, waiting I on your divas. I'm still waiting you to say something about divas. I have not said anything about oh, the divas. Oh, man. And this was this came up to me because I really should say that the Divas match was great. We haven't yeah, talked about yeah. it. It's not on my five points. Oh my gosh! It, it was awesome to see Flair in the house. It was a very yes. you know I love the WCW Flair thing stuff going on. Flair, right? And I understand that decision of that match. Yes, right. So yeah. I'm fine with that because they got to hype up for the next pay per view. So so they're making Charlotte screwed. look really really good, and right. then you know they take it back from her so we can the buy Night of Champions. Yeah, they're right. They're they're really Sasha, good. Sasha was good. The diva matches were, were were fun to watch. The days of getting two or three minutes worth of matches from the divas are over. These girls can go better than some of the guys can. But I I'm mean, still, you know, what I'm waiting with this revolution. I don't want. I'm tired of this three versus three versus three. And maybe maybe yeah. Sunday and I champions. Yeah. Somebody something will happen. Somebody Paige will got turn. tapped out. Yeah. Who would have thought oh, that Paige was cool. that would be tapping cool. out? Is she on a losing streak because she's about to turn? Or is she just in trouble with the office? Or is she in trouble I with the office? I have no idea, it's one of the two, but right? it's shocking to see Usually Paige. you got to job out before you, because then if you're on their side, it doesn't matter if yeah. you lost to them. And then Paige kind of started this revolution, because when she came in and beat AJ, like she was the person. And yeah. then, of course, Nikki Bella with the Bella group and everything, they kind of took it over. But Paige was the one that started all this, coming down from developmental. Now they had this whole slew of them, and, the, and you, could, you could literally put any two of them together, and they'd have great matches. But the Ziggler... It's funny that you mentioned that because there's a diva involved, two divas involved there. Okay. Well, here's why I mentioned you know? it. Here's why I mentioned it. Yeah. I, I was, so I was at Raw with, with, with Chris Harrington, and we're sitting there, and you're talking, it's what, 9.30. 9.30. So we've, been, we've seen three hours of wrestling, and we're like, okay, but we know the main event is coming up. What is next? Who have we not seen? Like, yeah. we completely forgot about Dolph and uh, Rusev. First person we thought of first. I thought about, oh, I was like, Cesaro, we gotta see Cesaro. Okay. We haven't seen Cesaro. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then eventually Harrington's like, oh, Dolphin, Dolphin, uh, Rusev, we yeah. gotta see that. And I was like, totally forgot about them because I don't care what's going yeah, on with Dolphin. I'm Dolph. not into it that much either. 
with, with um, Dolphin Rusev at all. So uh, that's why it made my list because I was like, I totally forgot. Like, you were there and you've got all this stuff going on. Forgot about them. And we're, we're like trying to – because you're there live. You don't know what's going to happen um, at all, really, if you're watching at home either, what the matches are going to yeah. be. And your Dudleys hadn't been in the ring, the ring yet, so we thought maybe right. the Dudleys will wrestle, but uh, they didn't. But so anyway, so Place that's why they crazy. made my list because it was they're totally forgettable so, after sitting there for watching wrestling for three hours because six thirty is when the superstars yeah. things. Apparently, Lana is is injured and had some surgery, so I don't know what her when she's scheduled to come back. But they're really going hard with this whole Ziggler Summer Ray thing, and it it looks. I mean, I don't. Where are they going? Where are they going with that thing? Like, because he brought her a gift, and then she hid the gift from Rusev. So we got a whole soap opera thing going on on the wrestling show. They didn't show. really develop it on no. on Monday, and they hyped it on our preview we read last week on the show. Yeah, and like, I talked about gonna how how much more. It's not really a PG angle, you know. PG storyline going on for too long. I don't want to be answering questions to my seven year old son about what is going on oh, in yeah. the shower and why Dolph has his towel dangling from his, you know, his body or whatever it's just weird just get get to what's going to happen and let's finish that well, thing I mean, up you get it they can push the envelope occasionally but of course i'm not watching with that's the dad seven year old. yeah i understand <laughs> so my five my fifth point was watching it live and i've touched on it a lot and the difference between watching it live and watching it at home and not being able to fast food forward through the commercial right. is a big deal because usually monday nights i'm at swinehouse host trivia again shout out to cj for seven for me this week so i could go to raw but I uh, He's so quite mad that he didn't get to go to Raw. Oh, uh, he should be. So I DVR. So I usually DVR it and watch it when I get home or watch it the next day. So I'm fast forwarding through the commercials. You got to completely eliminate the commercials when you're there. The commercials, I, I couldn't stand. I got at first it was all right. They don't ever really repeat a commercial except they kept replaying the diva commercial. Because yeah. when you're live there, you don't see the commercials at home. Obviously, right. they're showing WWE type commercials. And they're really loud. And I'm not that old yet, right? To be yeah, like, they do have some cool videos, too, too. They'll show some videos. A lot of WrestleMania recaps they kept showing, like taking you back to this year's WrestleMania, to the P. Diddy WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what, what is this? And it's so dark. They, like, turn the lights off. Right. I think right. it kills the momentum. I think they need to re. Uh, structure. What they, they need do. like an MC. Why That's not have an say. MC come they out? They need a, a Maria Gray they need, uh, or a Joey. They need Maria some type Star. Of, Oh, yeah, that's right. It's not gray anymore. That's Maria right. Star. Uh, don't hit me with these chairs. <laughs> uh, uh, they could they could use an MC. There was one I moment where they did that some... idea. I pitched that idea when I was getting signed. Yeah, I had been working for the hockey team and MCing and uh, you know just wherever I can here and there and just getting You're out the there. MC and everything. A burger eating contest. Yeah, in a couple man. weeks. The best member. And so I I told him I said one of my visions is this, and I had a whole magazine with a resume and everything. And he was you know John Laronitis is who he is. He was the one that was hiring me. And so he's like, man, that is a great idea because I was thinking trivia, just like a sporting event. It's just like they going to a sporting somebody. event. They should have somebody to keep the crowd interested. And I think they do that at live events every time, every now and then. They'll have somebody What's go out and do point, that. What's the point? They don't need to because right. they like, need it for those it's not commercial on television. Breaks. And they, they show mostly they they just show commercials and they turn the lights off. And even and a lot of times they do the you know the matches happen. So the commercials right. in the middle of the match, which often right it always if somebody gets thrown out of the ring, that's when they kind of go to the commercial. They got they got to leave. They got to go to commercial on a on a high spot. You know, you get something real big. Boom! Oh man, what's gonna happen next? We'll be right back. Stay I tuned. That. I hate I hate it. If a real real <laughs> sporting events, they wait to go to commercial until there's a break in the action. Right. So they should wait until there's a break in the action, uh, then on. go to commercial. They should have shorter segments and and fit the entire match. But it's better for the live crowd. Yeah. Better oh, for the live well, crowd. I don't have that complaint for watching. Old it was, school Memphis wrestling in the studio, sometimes you would have the finish of the match during a commercial. It's like, fans, oh, we had to step away, but, man, this is what happened. when we, And so that's why it's so important to be here live in studio. It's like, oh, man, if I was there, I would have seen the finish of that match. Uh, yeah, I guess you could <laughs> use it to... To, to sell. I never liked it when they did that, but you know. But as, as, as Harrington pointed out, like you can't tell like when they're at commercial in a match. And I was trying right. to, I was trying to use some time like look at the screen in a match. You can kind of tell because okay, somebody's went out of the ring, so I right. would look at the look at the scoreboard and, and on the the Titantron and see if the logo had like disappeared. So you can kind of figure that out. But most of the time they're just showing commercials if there's a real commercial in a match not going on, and that just like takes you out of the out of the moment. Even if somebody goes through the ring. Right. Right. So it happened on, with Paige. It happened uh, with New Day. Like they go to the ring. We pop. The entire form is on their feet. They go nuts. Yeah. But then when they go to commercial, lights go down. And settle down, boys. Uh, right. And they just hang out in the ring. The music goes off. <laughs> yeah. Like they uh, keep the music, keep, keep the music playing and have them work the yeah. crowd for the two to three minutes of the commercial break. It's not that long. 
but yeah. they, they like boom goes to commercial. You really yeah. uh, you are really just a studio audience there. And and but, for me sitting at home, I'm the guy that's like, oh man, I gotta fast forward this. I've already seen it because a lot of times they'll play that opening segment uh-huh. like three or four times. Oh yeah, it was like, a replay oh my god, stuff. we've already seen this. But the I like a that fast they have forward to recap. Yeah, fast forward is the lack the way of fast forward button there. And I, we're real lucky, Memphis. We had this show. We had this show. Oh, I, yeah. I know people were disappointed with like the diva finish that we didn't see a title change, but that makes sense logically. Come on, they're not going to give we, you we that. We had that match. We had that match yeah. in Memphis. We're lucky that we had Sting's first ever match on Raw. He's not going to have many more of those. So we got to see that historical moment, even though it got switched around into a tag match, even though a big show was involved, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Yep. Uh, got to see New Day. It was a good, like, very lucky to have that card and have that season premiere. I can't imagine sitting through, uh, the, I mean, the, a live premiere. Raw that many times yeah, the week before the week before is raw to me like i had to fast forward through a ton of it like some weeks raw is really slow and if you're in that arena and it's you add on like not a oh, great man. card combined with all those uh timeouts where they don't do anything in the commercials just entertain us at one point they did show all the best signs and they oh, played that cool. song yeah, like cool. sign sign everywhere yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah. they played that and showed all the signs like come on memphis show me your signs i saw the pro wrestling hall of fame and that sign awesome. and that's Save we saw the, the pro, saw the pro wrestling hall of fame show yep. uh sign that was hanging that uh, somebody had up there that that lady close to the front row had yeah. that pro wrestling hall of fame sign but it was fun smackdown next wwe event is smackdown in february so february. they're continuing that momentum they had pay-per-view then raw then smackdown we're slowly getting knocked down yeah. a peg so when is it a live another, event next when <laughs> do we get another pay-per-view they wouldn't run a live event for them they wouldn't yeah, run a live event not, it's gonna be a, i think they really do those in small towns now huh? yeah so they they were in jonesboro on sunday and then also i believe they were in oh man i might have it wrong but i think they were in tupelo as well so they had two different crews they all met in Memphis the next day, and then there you have it. So this, so SmackDown, it's on a Tuesday, so you'll get your spoilers for the Thursday night right. show. And you can go home and watch it and listen to the to Lawler on the commentating, which is uh, so much better. Can't than, believe he didn't make an appearance. No, he, said he was appearance. sitting from his watching from his home, that's, and that's East what I Memphis. heard. Yeah. That's what I heard. Well, I mean, he might have been there earlier, but he was not there yeah. by Showtime. I would imagine that he he was he, he would have stopped by. Yeah. Hey, who knows? If he didn't have to work, he didn't he didn't have to work. The king. No king. That was. Expected. I mean, we expected yeah. that we may not see him, uh, but so glad I didn't have to listen to that commentary uh, while I was there. <laughs> so glad. That's the best part about going to these live shows right now. No commentary. No commentary whatsoever. Okay, so Night of Champions. We got to go fast. Night of Champions okay. is uh, Sunday, and the and the most interesting part of it is Seth Rollins because he's defending two titles. Yes, and you have uh, Sheamus there with the Money in the Bank. So could Seth Rollins have three matches on Sunday? It could be. They could try to go for something big time. You may just tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, tell us. Sorry. All right, because I this is just like I've been watching too long and been apart too All long. Right. I know exactly what's, what's going to happen? happen. John Cena is going to beat Seth Rollins for the title. I see that happening. He will first be match the United of the States champion. He's got to get it back. Boom. That'll maybe the first match because that'll set the pace. Yeah. And then it will be worrying the whole night. It's going to be worrying. Uh-huh. How is he going to keep the world title with Sting? He will eventually keep the title. Triple H. I'm so worried. Right. He will beat Sting. He will retain the title. I don't see that thing happening with Sheamus. Um, and the reason why is I just don't think Sheamus is ready. Like, I don't think. I still, I know, and I don't, it doesn't make any sense because Seth is a, Seth's a heel, so it wouldn't make a sense for him, for Sheamus to cash in and Seth to win. Yeah, and you think he'll cash in and not win anyway. Whenever he does cash, yeah. I think he's not going to work. I don't think they're going to put the but title they, in. They could, push, they could push uh, Sheamus and, and make him a believable champion to steal the title at some point, but I don't think he'll do it against Rollins because they're both heels. And then also, I just, I just don't think that Sheamus is – if you put the title on Sheamus right now, would you believe it? No, I would not. I that would either. be terrible. That's bad just, for business. I just don't think it's that there yet. That is bad yet. for business. But, hey, you could see, a, you could see like, a, you know, we talked about a double turn at WrestleMania and stuff. Yeah. You could see, I mean – who who knows what they're doing right now with the way that Triple H and Stephanie are acting like they're good guys half the time. Now, and also, I don't I don't know that Dudleys take the titles just yet either. I don't either. because I still I'm holding out the hope that we would get a third Dudley, and then at that point it evens up because if you have three on two, then New Day should steal that match, right? Yeah. And then maybe we'll get a three on three, and then and then at some point we might see the Dudleys take the titles at, at some point. So you're but saying Seth walks walks out with one title, one title from Sunday? Yes. And he could walk out with zero. He could walk out with one. No he could way. Walk out with two. The only scenario that I've that I've heard other than that is if Sting beats him, Sheamus beats Sting. But why? It makes sense for the U.S. title to go back to John Cena. And yeah. how how wild is that that you have the U.S. title go from from Cena to Rollins? 
to go from really, if you look yeah. at it this way, from Cena to the WWE champion, back to Cena, like the prestige of that belt, it, it, it's coming together. Yes, and people are going to want to fight fight over that. If so. they try to make it mean something, they can make it mean something, and they have. Cena's done a great job of doing that. Are you predict? Oh, so you wanted to look, when? Is, so the next pay per view in Memphis, when do you think it's going to be? Twenty twenty. See, we get <laughs> we sixteen, maybe eighteen. 2018. I think we might have a couple more good Raws or maybe a Raw and a SmackDown. But they, they do love coming to Memphis. and um, I mean, they're back pretty, yeah. pretty quickly in February. And, and hey, and that's that's key is make an announcement there. And that's some of the things that, that the uh, local independent wrestling scene is missing. When you have an opportunity to stand in front of thousands of people with a wrestling event like Roundhouse Revival, you would think there would be um, – you know, one of these local companies would have a way to advertise their yeah, next like show market, in front of It's like marketing those. 101, right? Yes. Like I, I have a date I, to I come do that back. at trivia. I make sure that, you know, I did 90s yep. Disney trivia this week. Make sure to announce 90s Nickelodeon trivia by the time of that so you could tell everybody this is what's happening because you're in front of right. the people who like it already. So if you want them to know about it, you need to plan it and let them know before. But that's, that's pretty. Uh, I can't wait to see what the Grizzlies have in store this year. Because well, you know there's going to be another wrestling night, especially after last year, and just keeps getting better and better. True. So we'll, we'll, see we'll have, what's to, going we'll have on. to talk about that another time. We are out of time, Dustin. Thanks for for coming cool, cool. in. Enjoy the rest of your Cooper Young Fest Saturday. We will see you at Best Memphis Burger Fest in two weeks, and then Roundhouse Revival the very uh, next day. Good luck in that main event against Derek King. We'll beat him. We're going to beat him from in front, WGN's of, in front of my King. city. I promise everybody listening, I will beat Derek King right there in the middle of that ring. Right, at the follow Coliseum. Dustin at Dustin Star on Twitter. That's two R's. Uh, before we go, we want to give a special thanks to Gil Worth and everybody at the OAM Network. Check them out at the OAMnetwork.com for all of original podcast in Memphis. They broadcast weekly right here from the Bluff City. That's the OAM Network. Dot com. That is our show for today. We'll be back next week from 11 to 1. Until then, I'm Kevin Cerrito saying so long. What's going on, party people? It's CJ and Drew here to tell you about the Playing Hurt Podcast. Playing Hurt is not your average facts and stats sports show. Don't get me wrong, we have the facts and stats that you need, but we also give you the unique entertainment experience that is Playing Hurt. So become a Hurtaholic by subscribing to Cerrito Live on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. You can also listen by going to CerritoLive.com and selecting the Playing Hurt tab.